Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to The Takeaway. I'm Melissa Harris-Perry, and thanks for starting your week with us. Come on now! If we don't get it, shut it down! If we don't get it, shut it down! Where do we want it? Where do we want it? If we don't get it, if we don't get it, His name was Tyree Nichols. He was just 29 years old when he took his final breath in a Memphis hospital. The youngest of four children and father to a four-year-old son, Tyree loved to skateboard. And he was just 80 yards away from his mother's house when he was stopped by Memphis police. Indeed, Tyree called out to his mother as he was being viciously beaten, punched, kicked and chemically sprayed by five Memphis police officers. This weekend, Tyree's mother spoke through her grief to Good Morning America. As a mother, you want to always be there when your children need you. So when I heard that my son was calling my name and I wasn't there for him, that just hurt my heart. On the evening of January 7th, Memphis police stopped Tyree while he was driving. And initially, the police report indicated that he was stopped for reckless driving. But after extensive initial review, the Memphis chief of police indicated there was no proof of probable cause for the traffic stop. On this Friday evening, the city of Memphis released video footage of the traffic stop. And it's hard to watch. The video shows five officers pepper spraying, beating, kicking, punching, shocking, and dragging Tyree. The five officers were fired two weeks ago, and on Thursday they were indicted on multiple felony charges including second-degree murder, aggravated assault, aggravated kidnapping, official misconduct, and official oppression. The chief of police, C.J. Davis, posted a video statement. This incident was heinous, reckless, and inhumane. I expect you to feel what the Nichols family feels. I expect you to feel outrage in the disregard of basic human rights, as our police officers have taken an oath to do the opposite of what transpired on the video. Ben Crump, attorney for the family, had this to say on Friday. He called out three times for his mother. His last words on this earth is, Mom, Mom, Mom. I mean, he's screaming for her. And when you think about that kidnapping charge, he said, I just want to go home. It's a traffic stop, for God's sake. A traffic stop. Home-going services for Tyree Nichols will be held on Wednesday.
On Monday morning, I spoke with Aaron Morrison, national race and ethnicity writer for the Associated Press. Let me just start by asking, how are you doing in the context of covering this story? Well, it seems a bit like Groundhog Day because I can remember being here in 2020, trying to make sense of what we were seeing unfold after the murder of George Floyd and and really trying to capture what this moment could mean, the potential for this that moment in 2020 to um, bring about the change to that, you know, not only black communities, but, you know, advocates and allies across the, you know, really the globe, you know, have been calling for, which was really a, an end to uh, an epidemic of police violence that just seems um, unrelenting. All across the country this weekend, many did take to the streets in protest of this violence. As you reflect on the nearly three years now since George Floyd was murdered, I'm wondering if it feels as though there is even marginal change in in the sense that these officers have been fired. This police chief does not seem to be shielding them. Um, they have been charged with what seems like the appropriate crimes. Does that indicate that there has been at least some movement by this movement? As I was thinking about this last week, I was actually this this just past weekend. I I, I wrote for the Associated Press, uh, really a reflection on what has transpired over the last three years. And I, I began with a thought that the sequence of events, of events in uh, Memphis is really often the most that black citizens can hope for after the, the death of you know, a, a community member. Um, there is an investigation, accountability of some short sort, and maybe charges. But what black communities cannot count on is the idea that there will be systemic sweeping changes that prevent a traffic stop from turning into yet another reason for for them to go out and protest. You can hear it in, in Ben Crump's voice. It was it was a traffic stop. It the point you make is so critical that the movement for black lives isn't a movement for jailing police officers after lives have been taken. The movement for black lives is about sending Tyree Nichols home that night. Absolutely. If the measure of progress is more officers are fired and charged in in the wake of these types of of cases, then that means more black people have to die in order for us to see more and more of this type of action taken by a city. Uh, And so the conversation really is turning to how to deal with the law enforcement culture, which is much deeper than changing a rule or in implementing policies that say, if you do this officer, we will, you know, um, give you this type of punishment. You know, that could be a driver for, for change, but it is not all of the solution to bringing that systemic cultural change in law enforcement. It seems, of course, you know, among the other things that over the years, and I'm going to go back farther than 2020, I'm going to go back to the uh, initiation of the Movement for Black Lives um, a full decade ago now. There's two other pieces in this. Every single one of the officers who brutalized Tyree Nichols is a young Black man, nearly the same age as Tyree himself. And they were wearing cameras which were on, and they presumably knew that these cameras were on. And there's an African-American woman who is the police chief in this case. You know, so many of those aspects, diversifying police leadership, diversifying the police themselves, asking for body cameras was part of kind of an initial wave of, of requests from uh, for reform. And, and I'm wondering, again, this brutality, does it speak that 
that those reforms are maybe not only inadequate, but irrelevant? Well, I spoke to organizers, including organizers in the the movement for Black Lives uh, last week about this very thing. You know, let's 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 just start with some some facts. You know, the Memphis Police Department is uh, roughly 59 percent black. Its officers are, are black. Uh, majority of them are black. And and that sort of matches this, what the city looks like. The city is 64% black, 24% white, and 7% Hispanic. But when you look at uh, use of force, reports of use of force by this police force, it shows that black men and women are overwhelmingly targeted for rougher treatment. Um, that was true in 2019, in 2020, and in 2021, based on their own reports. So this idea that Uh, diversifying a police uh, force is somehow going to stem brutal incidences. That's just not proven out by by the facts or by the data. And and not only that, we we can't forget that, you know, policing, and most advocates believe this, is is an inherently, has been an inherently anti-Black um, industry. It's built, its its legacy is such that uh, it it has been brutal to uh, Black communities. And so, there are people on all sides of this. So I don't want to uh, speak with a broad brush about how the black community feels about law enforcement, but certainly you cannot argue the facts. Uh, you cannot argue against the data that shows that, it, you know, in this practice, black people bear the brunt of, of these, um, these types of, of cases that we are, we're seeing with Tyree, Tyree Nichols. Quick pause, more with Aaron Morrison right after this. This week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, Jerry Seinfeld on making a life in comedy. This is a writer's game. If you can write, you succeed. If you can't, you will not make it. Any comedian can be funny on stage, but the bullets are the writing. Jerry Seinfeld on his film Unfrosted and more. That's the New Yorker Radio Hour from WNYC Studios. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're talking with Aaron Morrison, national race and ethnicity reporter for the Associated Press. At least one other aspect of this does seem to be the kind of uh, ramp up of police and what police have available to them and what they think their jobs are. Um, we've been covering here on The Takeaway um, the effort to build Cop City in Atlanta and Many community organizers saying, hey, that is not going to keep us safe, that it's going to expose us to greater violence. In this case in Memphis, the unit where these officers worked was called Scorpion, the street crimes operation to restore peace in our neighborhoods, Scorpion. We learned over the weekend that it's going to be disbanded. But what do we know about Scorpion and the kind of training and presumptions um, with which they were operating? Well, last week, a colleague of mine at the AP spoke to the chief and asked questions directly about the Scorpion unit. And one thing she shared, and I know she shared it with several other outlets, is, is the idea that sometimes the reforms that are implemented for, let's say, the rank and file, your you know neighborhood patrols, your traffic officers, um, those reforms don't always touch these um, specialty units, these anti-crime or crime suppression units. So these crime suppression units can function really outside of a a reform regime that that has been implemented in the city. And, and let's also be clear, Memphis is actually one of the cities that in the wake of you know the, the uprising in 2020, they took the steps. They implemented reforms that a lot of folks were calling for. 
uh, in the wake of George Floyd's murder. So, you know, it does beg the question, like, what exactly are we asking for if even in cities where the, the reforms are implemented, we're still seeing this type of, of conduct by, by police. And so I go back to the Scorpion Union. Yeah, the chief says, oh, well, you know, there's not enough supervision of these types of specialty units. And that can be part of the problem, why we would see such brutal treatment uh, of, of someone um, by the, a unit like this. She, she blamed a lack of supervision and, and some other you know, factors. But quite honestly, if, if you're reforming a police department, how come it does not apply to all of your officers. Speaking of supervising oversight, there are two levels of investigation happening here, state and federal. How do they differ? And do you have a sense of what the expected outcomes are likely to be? Well, it seems like the state you know, investigation, though it is ongoing, is, you know, is pretty much concluded to the point of, of charges for the officers that, that uh, there was misconduct, gross misconduct in, in the case of Tyree Nichols. And then in, you know, in the federal investigation is, is simply going to de- determine whether or not they, uh, the officers involved violated Tyree Nichols uh, civil rights. And that's where you could have federal civil rights charges come against the officers. But that is still forthcoming. Aaron Morrison is a national race and ethnicity writer for the Associated Press. Thanks for coming back and spending some time with us here on The Takeaway, Aaron. Thank you for having me. 